Hello guys and welcome, welcome to, to Happy, Happy Single, Single Mums. Are you really just going to copy everything I'm saying? Yes! <laughs> Hello guys and welcome to Happy Single Mums, a podcast surrounding real single mummy life, talking about subjects from self-doubt to business to baby father drama, sex and loneliness. I want to ask real questions to my guests about real single mummy life. Can you really be happy? And can you be happy as a mum in general? Every episode will deliver the best hard-hitting topics surrounding mummy life and the innate goal to try and find real happiness. So here's your host, me, Khalifa. guys and welcome to the happy single moms podcast i'm your host khalifa today we have a magnificent lady from the states her name is astrid williams she has her own organization called the girlfriends association helping single moms create financial stability through managing their finances career and health and i think that give or take everyone worldwide i'm based in the uk she's in the us We've been hearing about this financial crisis. We've been hearing about this cost of living. Some people are living through it. I've heard of so many single moms, some of my friends saying that when they go and buy stuff in the stores, like inflation has gone up, like things like bread and butter. So people are even resorting to making stuff like how our grandmother used to do, like making stuff themselves, to be fair. So there is something going on, especially financially and single motherhood is a stretch within itself because we are doing it with one income so I love things that you are doing for example Astria like helping single moms kind of switch on that light like look there are other ways in which you can handle your finances you can be financially stable and it's Mm -hmm. so so refreshing it's something that we need there's a gap in the market for it now so please tell us about your single mommy story and also about your association my single mom story is not much different from anyone else's, or at least I feel that way, um, in the sense of me and my son's father were together for seven or eight years. Um, it was without his challenges. I mean, of course, they were there, but we got along as friends before, so it seemed natural to move into the relationship part, but it was more like I was mommy of an adult child, and nobody wants that. So me being the so-called adult in the relationship, I mean, he was of age as an adult. Um, I was the one that was squirreling away money with a part-time job. He had the full-time job. I had the part-time job because I was taking care of our son. Um, So I was still squirreling away money from my check and still paying bills at the same time. But as soon as... um, Everything broke down because he wasn't doing his part as far as, as, far as paying bills, because he had the rent, I had the utilities. Yeah, we got kicked out. I moved back home with my mom. And me and my mom are like two bulls going at it. So mm-hmm. that was not the best place for me to be, especially with my son. So I had to get to a point where I could take care of me and my son without any help. because. Like I said, the father, his father was not 
acting as an adult, even though he was of age. My mom made my mental health very stressed and very overwhelming. And I could not do that because it's always, it's, we've always had this situation of, we both want to run my life and that's not going to work. So I had to get out as soon as possible. So from the job that I had, um, I came from retail to sales to human resources. And this was all like everything that I teach is stuff that I've done, stuff that I've helped others with. So it's it's crazy because um, from retail, I was able to save money to and find a path that I wanted to go to to make more money because I knew it doesn't matter how much money I make. If I don't know how to manage it, I'm still going to lose it. I mean, because you hear every day about people making $100,000 a year, living paycheck to paycheck, and you're just like, how is that possible? So I knew that I had to fix my finances, understand them before I could make more. And when I made more, I knew where it needed to go in order to secure my life. So um, that's when, when I went into the um, um, human resources is when I realized that I could help people with more than just, um, hey, are you looking for a job? Are you looking for a job kind of thing um, in that area? But I started helping my friends saying, okay, well, this is where your money is. Why don't you do this with it? Okay, if this job that we have in our company is not working for you, here are some jobs. Um, Do your resume like this. This is what you want to highlight kind of thing. And um, food is my is my baby. Food is my creative, relaxing area. And for most people, married, married, single, it doesn't matter. Your food bill is your second highest bill behind your rent. Yeah. So, I mean, you have to get that under control. You have to know what you're making, how much it's going to cost and be prepared with all of that instead of running to the store, buying, buying food, or as you guys say, takeaway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have to know where your money is going. And I realized mine was going a lot to take out. And I was just like, this is ridiculous. And so again, when I got everything under control, it was just so much better for me. And being able to help other women is I feel like other me helping other single moms is what I'm supposed to do. And yeah. so that's why I started the Girlfriend Association officially. Yeah. That's awesome. And I love the fact, and I, I said it once on another podcast and it's, it really, I don't know, I don't want to say it annoys me, but sometimes some of the our Achilles heel or our crosses, quote unquote, or the thorn in our thigh in our personal lives are kind of what we're meant to use to bless someone else kind of thing. So mm-hmm. I found that with me, whenever I was at work, my managers used to say, oh, you, Khalifa, you're always talking, you're always talking. And now I'm a podcaster. So sometimes right. what what you might have an p- issue with or what other people might see as a problem is actually your blessing to help impact other people's, li- other people's lives. But what I wanted to ask you, actually, um, in regards to your relationship, you said that you and your partner, ex-partner, you faced eviction. Now, were you ready to leave the relationship before that or is it because of that pinnacle moment that's when you knew that you know what this relationship has to end because I do think that at times as mums we know we should go but we wait and we just we just ride ride the wave you know you know so yeah um no I understand what you're saying um 
I was emotionally out of it, um, but I still felt trapped in the sense of we were in Chicago. I'm from North Carolina. He is from Tennessee, so really didn't have any kind of support system there. Um, so when we got evicted, I was just like, oh, okay, this is what's supposed to happen. I mean, I'm I'm very big on, okay, things happen for a reason, and it's up to you to see what that reason is. So I'm like, okay, well, this was supposed to happen, but what I realized is even though I was back home with my mom, it was so much easier just taking care of my son and myself without him. I wasn't stressed about what was going to happen. I wasn't stressed about um, bills getting paid. I wasn't stressed about food in the house. I was not stressed about the general things of a household. And so I just called him and was like, it shouldn't be easier without you. And it is. So I think it's best if we just take this time and walk away. Yeah. And, um, he wasn't happy to hear it, obviously, but he accepted it. And surprise, surprise, we are really good friends. That's awesome. Yeah. And I do think sometimes you kind of need that separation period to reanalyze a relationship and know that, you know what, we might not be good partners, but we can be magnificent co-parents. Mm-hmm. So um, so touching upon the fact that, so you left the relationship, you moved back to your mom's, which was kind of emotionally drained because I moved back home myself and it was hard. It was oh, hard yeah. work because it, it took, it was, it was humbling because I wanted to go on like I knew I could do it by myself. And that's something I've stressed a lot with single motherhood. It's a pure fact that God has placed people around me that can help but my pride refused to actually accept the help. And yes. I think sometimes in life, we do have people around us, but we try and, I don't know, be the martyr. Like, I can do it all, you know? Yes. Like, that, that, yes. that, that, that picture of that woman, it goes, I can do it all. And in actual fact, no one can do it all, you know? Even God created human beings to, to, to you know, plow the land. So if God needed help, who will, who, who's Khalifa? So, um, exactly. yeah, so what I was going to say is that so you moved back home to your to your mom and mm-hmm. it was obviously humbling. Mm-hmm. So where was that kind of, I know you said you went through your finances in regards to like you knew that it was takeout and stuff, but where was that light bulb moment whereby you knew that I have to take hold of my finances? Because I do think that sometimes it's kind of, it's, something has to happen for us to really know that, no, I'm getting 1,900 and I'm being left with, every month something is going on here so where was that where was that bad when did you the light switch on for you that you needed to change or something needed to change um it it was kind of always in a background for me when I was in retail because I mean I had money coming in um and not much money that I had to not many things that I had to be responsible for Mm -hmm. And taking care of so I mean I helped my mom with the groceries because that's really where we were draining her at because I mean toddler boy me so I helped her with groceries and I just gave her money every month and she just put it to wherever she wanted to so we really didn't have anything that was really taxing on us and I'm like um, I should not every two weeks I should not be just waiting for my next check so um I slowly started to uh, put things together then, but the real light bulb didn't switch on until I left my mom's 
and I had a sales position and this because it was just me and him and it was no other choice so I had to get it under control because I knew I can depend on me to take care of us but I had to make sure I was depending on me to take care of us So I looked at everything at what I had coming in, what I had going out. And I realized I'm like, you are spending a lot of money on takeout. You love to cook. Why aren't you spending this money on groceries and putting it to like, you can make more stuff if you buy groceries. So I started my grocery bill, obviously start to go up, but I was spending less on takeout. So what we set up a kind of a um, routine for us. And what we would do was fast food Fridays and it would also be family Friday. So me and him would sit down, he would pick a movie, we would watch a movie together and just spend mommy son time together. Mm. And um, once a month, because I am, I feel like as a parent, my main job is to make him a productive member of society. Mm. That's my job. Um, and also make him a good person. So once a month, we would do mommy's son date night. And I would take him, he would, I make him open the doors. I'd let him, obviously I paid for it, but I would give him the money so that he could leave the tip. And I'm like, you decide if the waitress was good or waiter was good. Um, um, What do you think is a good waiter? What do you think? And things like that to kind of build the relationship with us. And also this, if this is the stuff that I want to do, then I need to make sure the money was there for it. So I would, okay, you have to put money aside because it's how much you want to spend for this night, or this is how much you want to do with this. So you had to make, I had to make sure that the money was there. And that forced me to kind of be more proactive instead of reactive with my finances as I was previously. That's awesome. So how can single moms balance their finances also trying to, you know, take care of their children? I think the number one way is to budget. Oh no, not the scary word. Hate that word. Hate that word. <laughs> okay, let's go with money management then. Okay. Money management is number one when it comes to your finances because you have to know what's coming in, what's going out. Um, For example, I had a client, she was making about $1,400 every two weeks, $2,800 a month. She had no idea where her money was going. And I'm like, that's not, that's a problem. So, So we sat down, we looked at what she had coming in, all of her bills that she had going out. And I said, well, first thing we're going to do is we're going to scale everything back to your necessities so your housing your utilities your grocery bills things like that and everything else is you can either get rid of it or you can keep it and then that way we can kind of build your budget that way come to find out she actually had over $900 a month that she was losing not saving anything she had over $900 a month that she was losing because she would just go and buy and buy and buy um so what I always tell people is you have to track. You have to track. Mm. Um, starting off, I always suggest track as you spend. So get your receipts. I know they go, oh, I don't need my receipts. You know, you always go, they, do you need your receipt? Oh, no, I don't need my receipt. Yes, you need your receipt. Wow. Because you want to have that there to see the day that you spent it, um, how much you spent, and you want to write that down. 
yes, you have your bank, but your bank sometimes takes two to three days to actually process everything. So if you're constantly going to your bank to see what's available and that hasn't processed yet, you're constantly overspending. That's so true. And yeah, the, the, the thing is, as a single mom, as lo- alongside parenting our children, and mm-hmm. it's hard for me to say it as well, you have to parent yourself. There yes. is no one coming, you know, like, yes, we have friends, we have family, but when it comes to, you know, finances, you have to parent yourself. You cannot emotionally spend. And I've, I've, I I, feel like, especially as single moms, like years ago, I would overcompensate at Christmas. I would buy my son absolutely everything. And mm-hmm. then come January, I'm like, oh my God, I have no money. Like how the heck am I going to survive just because I wanted to overcompensate and give mm-hmm. or take my son when he was younger, he's 11 now, he'll play with the boxes. So I'm like, look at this toy. This magnificent point you want to play with the box and we want to play with the little poppy things inside and I'm like oh my god I've spent so much money on something that he doesn't even care about so we have to really just parent ourselves when it comes to comes to our finances and it even shocks me when I speak to other single moms and I'm like okay you're working you're doing you're doing this do you have life insurance no right do you have funeral cover no and I'm like you know that this is only you right like god forbid if anything happens that's it like you're gonna alongside grief you're gonna leave a an a financial burden on people around you so we really need to take a hold of ourselves and stop sitting in the passenger seat of life and get in the driver's seat as hard as it is and coaches like yourself that help people with finances the same way when you get a license uh, you know someone is there sitting next to you training you for you then to be able to drive the car independently so when it comes to your finances you have people there to assist you. Even if you can't afford a coach, YouTube is free, honey. Yes, TikTok is. is free, honey. Yes. You know, and most of the things that you're seeing that people, the, the, the magnificent coaches, they've learned from someone else, you know, so it's just regurgitating information and you can become an expert in something if you put your mind to it. So I was going to ask, what are some of the ways that single moms can save money on groceries and household expenses? Um, my favorite ways are the app fetch where you take your receipt you take a picture of it and it gives you points um because I am a Amazon nut I will shop on Amazon ridiculously so um they give you gift cards to different places so I use mine particularly for Amazon but there are other places you can use it um but I think you guys do have it in the UK as well. I think it's fetchuk.co. Okay. It's just the app you put on your phone and you can, it takes, like I said, your receipts. It also does your email receipts. So anything that you buy from Amazon, you can have it to scan your emails and it looks for receipts and it gives you points for that as well. My other thing that I like to do um, is I like to shop at big box stores. Um, So Costco or Sam's Club. And like you were saying earlier, we go back to what our grandparents did. I mean, that is a path that I'm currently on. So I go and I buy a big thing of onions or a big thing of garlic. And before it goes bad, I will dehydrate it and make onion powder or garlic powder or do the same thing with ginger. I have a thing for ginger. 
Yeah. <laughs> so make ginger powder and you'll be surprised at how much stronger and fresher it is that you need actually less for your recipes because they're sit on the shelf. From the time that they make it, get it to the store and it sits on the shelf, it's not as potent. It doesn't taste yeah. the same. Um, and all of the different uh, fruits that you have, I make sure I freeze those and bake them into smoothie or um, bananas. We will make um, snacks. He likes when he was little, I would do frozen bananas. And that's something that he's grown up loving. So before bananas go bad, if I have too much to make muffins or bread, then I will go ahead and make do some frozen and bananas and he'll have that before bed or whether he's running in and out for a snack it's just you, should, you have to find ways to save money and big box stores are good because not only are you're getting a membership but if you connect with another single mom then you two can go in on it together mind you there's only one person that can be the main account holder but you can too can go on it together and shop together okay this is how much, this is what we got. We can split it down the middle. We can split the payment down the middle and save money that way. But because it is yeah. cheaper when you buy more versus when you go to the grocery store. Yeah. And um, yeah, I love what you said about like just bulk, bulk buying, um, bulk, you know, meal prepping. And it's everything that, it, everything that I, that my mom or my grandparents used to do, and I'd look at them and be like, oh my god, like, this is so weird, like, you'd go inside the freezer, open up, a, you think it's ice cream, and it's not ice cream, it's like stew, and you're like, oh my gosh, you know, and now, fast right. forward, you know, even down to, like, wigs, I used to think wigs were just the weirdest, horrible things that your grandmother would wear, and now every girl's wearing a wig, so and there's another thing that my 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 grandparents and my mom used to do that I'm actually doing now and it's actually really blessing me it's called a partner and it really helps me financially so it may be like the, a group of us five five girlfriends would put money in every month and each person would take like $500 every month you know you take your bulk amount and each person collects that money so it's a quick way to to save money and it's it's we call it a partner I know it's called something else in other in other um it's just a quick way to to save money it's something that my my grandmother used to do like if you have five girlfriends and you all want to save $500 you just put you know however much you want in and yeah it's just it's amazing how like life just regurgitates itself mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's like that it's patterns. Um, you will, I read something and it's kind of off topic, but not really. I read something that said, um, my father, my grandfather rode a camel. My dad rode a camel. I drive like I drive a BMW. My son will drive a BMW, but his son will drive a camp will ride a camel. And it's to say weak men make strong children strong men make weak children and so because if you have someone who is not there for you and not teaching you and you have that determination then you will you will do what you have to do and become a strong person and then you will make sure that your child doesn't have to struggle making that child unfortunately a little bit weaker yes and then that cycle continues on like that yeah no no so and that's the scary thing as well about single motherhood is the pure fact that sometimes you feel like you're overcompensating and if not for the things that you have had to endure that's what's made you so strong 
and now you're giving your kid everything so it's like where do we strike the balance as as parents it's really it's right. it's it's hard and it's only by by the grace of god <laughs> yes definitely so that. but i do hear um a lot of um people especially people that are in coach this coaching sphere especially with finances talk about having an emergency fund and that's why I spoke about having that partner thing with girlfriends that you could that's the quickest way in which you can generate an emergency fund could you please let single moms know why having an emergency fund is so important of course um well with single moms it's even more important than it is with um single women or married women because it's only you that's supporting your household. Um, and a lot of times you have the father who may or may not be pulling his weight. So that's another fight that we have, but you have to make sure that your household is taken care of. A thousand dollar buffer is what I call it. And is the difference between you being able to pay your bills one month and you not being able to pay your bills. Mm. Because say that, I mean, single moms, you have your car that you get back and forth to work with, and you need that. You have to get back and forth to work, but just one problem with your car and you not, you live in paycheck to paycheck, you don't have that money to get it fixed. Well, you just lost your job because honestly, companies are not forgiving. It's a matter of whether your manager personally is forgiven. And a lot of times they are all about the company and making that money. So you have to look out for you in that respect and that 1000 buffer, which I always say you have to have at least that before you even start your emergency fund. And your emergency fund should be anywhere from three to 12 months, depending on what you want to do. So if you want to start a business, guess what? 12 months of emergency. If you want to, yeah, if you want to um, just start another job, um, I always recommend you start looking for that job when you're happy at your own, because you always want to have that in the background saying, okay, hmm, this is what I see going on in my job. I see they're starting to let people go. Let me have something in the background. And it takes time to find another job. So, I mean, you need to have that because if you get laid off and you don't have anything, what are you going to do? It takes time for you to apply for any assistance if you lose your job and you don't have another time, if you don't have another job. Everything takes time. So instead of you waiting for when you need it, you need to do it when you have the money coming in already. So what's, um, what are some common financial mistakes that you see single moms making and you want single moms to avoid? The number one I, mistake I see single moms making is hoping and wishing and praying for the single father to step up and do what he's going to do instead of being 100% on reliant on themselves because they sit and they wait he didn't pay child support this month or he gave me a little bit but it's not the full amount well if this is something you know in your life that is unstable It's up to you to find that stability or make that stability because you can't depend on something that's not always there. Yeah. You have to create that. Okay. Um, I'm part of a few mommy, single mommy groups on Facebook. And one that just kind of blew my mind was a young lady. She said, my child's father is dating a new woman. And he always comes and gets her child now. 
and he's always taking care of our child now. I'm worried about when they break up. And I'm thinking to myself, if you're worried about when they break up, like whether he's going to continue to get the child or is he just showing off with a new girlfriend, if that's a worry that you have, this is not a worry you need to bring to a group. This is something that you need to go, okay, now let me go ahead and start putting money aside in case I need a babysitter when I have to go out of town for work or whether I got to stay late for a meeting, start putting money aside for that. Yeah, you can. If you see an issue coming or you were worried about an issue coming, prepare for it mm-hmm. so that when it does happen, if it does happen, you are ready for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I knew this was coming. No worries. I got it. I mean, and that's something that we as single moms tend to like all let fall between the cracks. We see things coming and we sit and worry about it, but we don't do anything for it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, So what other piece of advice would you give to other single moms in regards to any other financial mistakes? Take advantage of um, coupons and help where you can. So if you are in a situation where the father is not doing what he needs to do or what he's supposed to do, I'm not saying don't fight to get him to do what he's supposed to do. I'm just saying prepare in a way that you know where it's coming from. Um, What I do like to see all single moms have is an additional stream of income. One stream of income is not ever going to work for a single mom because even if you do make it up the corporate ladder or whatever ladder you are looking at going up, they can let you go. And that severance, if they give your severance, is only going to be so much. Your savings is only going to take you so far. And again, it's going to take you time to find another job and move to the next step. Because I mean, of course, you're going to have some emotional issues with it. You have things that you already have to pay and you have that cushion, but a second stream of income will take a lot of load off of your mental and financial worries if you already have that in place yeah and I do think that it would also having you have to have more more than one stream of income because Mm -hmm. if you are relying on your child's father financially and they are not helping you out they're still in control you know Mm -hmm. and you have to get to a point whereby I can do I can do this because you have to release the other person and to be honest as well one thing I have seen a lot is that fathers that are not there for because my my son's dad's not involved at all but I've seen it so many times that fathers that are not there for their kids um when they the kids get older and the fathers get older and then they try and reconnect it's very very difficult for the fathers Mm -hmm. to try and reconnect because they haven't really done anything in in their kids lives so instead of fighting and using all that energy to why is he not paying this and why is he not we cannot carry on wearing our worries and our pains as a coat you have to take it off this is it this is who we picked because we have to take accountability as well this is who we picked yeah yes ma'am okay and this is who they are and they are not changing if they couldn't change for their mom if they couldn't change for god they're not changing for you all right Right. so you have a choice 
So you either, it's like the matrix, yeah? You have a choice. You can either be bitter or you can breathe and be free. Right. So, and it's a choice that we have to take on a daily basis because it's not fair. It's not no, fair. No, no, we no. Sh- it's not, we shouldn't have to do it by ourselves. We shouldn't have to worry about the finances. You know, I wish I could be back there with the suffragettes whilst they were burning their bras. I'd be like, no, stop. <laughs> At the end of the day, you know, we're independent. And to be quite honest, God doesn't give you a cross that you can't carry. So you have to just have a more than one stream of income and mm-hmm. go for it. If there's a promotion at work, don't doubt yourself. If you can be a single mom, if you can do this thing called life by yourself, you can go mm-hmm. for that promotion because the worst thing that they could say to you is no. And no didn't kill anybody, you know? Right it did not kill anybody so just Mm -hmm. go for it update your cv and there's so many apps and tools that you can use now so there actually isn't any excuse there's so much ai that can help people with even down to creating your own cover letter and there are coaches that are available out there so we don't have an excuse and I, i read somewhere years ago actually there was a a young guy that went to a millionaire and he said to the millionaire, I want to be rich like you. And the millionaire said to him, that, all right, fine, meet me by the water bank at nine o'clock in the morning. So the millionaire told him to come out to the to like the shore and he pushed him inside the water. And the guy was like, you're drowning me. <laughs> what are you doing? He couldn't breathe. He came out and he pushed him back inside the water. And the, the guy stood up and he's like, why are you trying to kill me? I told you I wanted to be a millionaire. And he said to him that the way in which you wanted air, that's how much I wanted to be financially free. That's right. You know? He said, up until the time that you want it like that, that is life and death, you will not mm-hmm. be a millionaire. So I say this to anyone listening, that the way in which you want your kids to be happy emotionally, you want yourself to be financially free till it's like breath to you, you won't mm-hmm. get there. It has to be like, I need this. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Very, very true. It, it, so what advice would you give to a single mom listening that's actually in debt at the moment? You first need to get all of your credit reports. Mm-hmm. Pull, you have free access to all of your credit reports. You can pull them once a year for free from freecreditreport.com. Pull them, line them up. Because not everybody or every company reports to all three. And then dispute everything. Always dispute everything. Because a lot of times the debt has been transferred so many times that they don't have the original paper that you signed, the original amount of the debt, or the debt collection agency could be operating under the radar illegally. So. You want to make sure that you are disputing everything and whatever you dispute, make sure you keep a copy of it. It's important to keep clean, organized files with everything on your credit report, because if it comes back around, you can always send a copy, never the original, send a copy and say, this has been paid off. This has been um, resolved or whatever, because you never know what's going to happen. So you have to keep those clean files of everything and anything that you cannot um, get clear from a dispute, then I would say you want to call the original creditor 
not the credit, not who has it now, the original creditor. And even if it has been charged off, say, hey, I just want to negotiate some kind of settlement or something, but always with the original creditor. I would not recommend doing it with a um, debt collector. Yeah, because they will add their own charges. So mm-hmm. um, in with bullet points, just let single moms know what they should do because we're in January to prepare mm-hmm. themselves financially for the rest of 2023. Okay, so you already know or... During a, during a budget, you should already know what you have coming in and what you have going out. Then your next step after that is what you have during the year. Christmas comes the same time every year. Your kid's birthday come the same time every year. Um, back to school comes back at around the same time every year. It's on a little sliding scale there. And of course, whatever programs that you're going to have your child in, if any, over the summer, is around the same time. So you have to be able to break all of that down and figure out how much you want to put to Christmas or their birthday or back to school closing, Mm -hmm. and then slowly save that so that when it comes, it's not hitting you all at one time. Yeah. Which is why I always say, uh, clear the cup, clear the clutter from your home. So any additional books or clothes you're not wearing or you're not using, don't just donate, make sure they're in good condition and try to sell them and put that money to the side. That's a good way to start your 1000 buffer or to add to what you have coming throughout the year, Christmas, birthdays, back to school, and just start there and kind of relieve yourself of that extra, the extra stuff that you have that you're not using. And then when you see, okay, this is what I have, this is where I need to be with your finances. If you have it additional to add to these, then do so. If not, then start looking in your company or wherever you work. Can you get a raise? Um, if not, where can I go to another company? Because a lot of times you get a raise in your company will not be as much as getting a new job with another company doing the same thing. They'll pay you more. I had this conversation with some young ladies before that I used to work with. I tell them, I'm like, they came to me after they got laid off. And I told them, you need to, even the same job, if you go to a different company, they're going to pay you more. I worked with one young lady and we worked her resume. We worked, we practiced on um, negotiation for salary. And we even went through some practice questions for interview she ended up getting one and a half times more than what she was previously getting paid. So it takes time. Like I said, it's, it's all about time and routine. So make sure you know what's coming in, what's going out, list everything that you have coming. That's going to have some kind of financial burden and set up some kind of plan so that you can put money aside so that it's not coming out all at one time. Brilliant. Brilliant. This is awesome. Could you please let the audience know where they can find you on social media? Sure. So I'm most active on Instagram and that is the Girlfriend Association. Um, and it's Association A-S-S-O-C. Um, and also my website, www.thegirlfriendassociation.com. And on there, I do have two programs or two memberships that you can learn about and 
be a part of if you want, or you can DM me on Instagram for more questions or any one-on-ones. Brilliant. I just want to say thank you so much for taking out the time and coming on the Happy Single Moms podcast. The information you've given has been amazing and very refreshing as well, to be fair. Thank you for having me. I loved it. <laughs> I